Hello, everyone, and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. It's me, Brian, guiding you through this wonderfulness that is beautiful, beautiful craft beer on this fine spring evening. Or it's going to be freezing ass cold whenever you're listening to this, so just uh, deal with whatever you got. Um, we just spoke to you not too long ago, uh, Mr. Frank and I did, and uh, not a whole lot's changed with us. But we do have something a little special for you this episode. We've got our first. I think pretty sure this is our first first true guest on No Beer Left Behind. Damn right. Um, this is a man who uh, I actually made contact with through Instagram at No Beer Left Cast. Go ahead and hit us up there. Um, but he's got some pretty. He, he works. For, he's got a pretty dope business. We'll let him kind of introduce uh, what he what he does on the Beerstagram and uh, tell him a little bit about himself. But tonight. We are graced with the presence of Sean from Draft Tops. Sean, welcome. Hey, welcome. I'm <laughs> happy to be here. This is awesome. <laughs> now, Sean, uh, you're with. Uh, we we met each other through uh, Draft Tops. Uh, there, you're at Draft Tops on Instagram. Uh, no S though, just Draft Top. Just Draft Top. Okay, I put together. You can only have one top on a beer can. I literally put together a media guide for Frank and I, and number one, right off the top, screwed it up. Screwed <laughs> it up. It's the it's, it's the other good, business man. that also takes caps off cans. It's all good. We should grab that domain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just just a redirect. That's good. Well, hey, I'm just trying to help, man. Uh, yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> I want people to buy multiple of them. So yeah, get draft tops. Not draft <laughs> yeah, that's top. right. <laughs> so a draft top singular. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about what draft top is? Yeah. Um, so basically, we're a, a, a device that um, my business partner and I, uh, Armand. Um, invented two regular guys invented this thing. It takes a top off of your beer can so that you can enjoy it the way the brewer intended. It safely takes the top off of your beer can, essentially turning your beer can into a pint glass. Which, <clears throat> when explained outright, you think, oh, yeah, no shit. That's probably the best way to have a canned beer because essentially a can is nothing but a little bitty mini keg mm -hmm. from the brewery. No light, no oxygen. And uh, when you just crack that with your device, you literally put it on top of the beer can, you rotate it like 90 to like 270 degrees, depending on the type of can. And literally the whole top of the can is just off. So you have the little shoulder and the little outer rim, but it's not, not going to cut your face open. You're not going to look like the Joker when you're done drinking it. It's no, it's designed to like physically when it makes the splits, it, um, cause it doesn't, it's not sharp. Um, so there's no sharp edge to it, uh, to the blades. It's actually called splitters. Um, and, uh, when they are splitting the aluminum, they actually fold the aluminum in on itself so that there's no sharp edge when you're putting your lip in there. Which is nice. beautiful. So you literally have a 360 degree can mm -hmm. 
uh, to any can that uh, any can of craft beer or soda yeah, or water or whatever you're drinking from a eight ounce Red Bull to a nineteen ounce um, beer, anything with a standard American um, can top. Not the, but the uh, there's a couple out there that 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 have weird cans, but the, those are few and far between. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's great if you think about. It. We were talking about it after the cast uh, earlier in the week. And it's great for, I mean, you're going out camping or you're going tailgating out at uh, some places that don't allow glass mm-hmm. and you don't want to be, yeah, you don't want to be complete white trash and then care, have to carry your well, beer. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. And you're the solo cups. question right there and you're, you're, you're proposing <laughs> that you can't open a Natty Light with this, which I believe you can. No, you can. Yeah. No, you absolutely. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see what you did. You, the white trash <laughs> thing. I see. I see the connection. <laughs> yeah. No, you can, you can crack open a Natty and uh, enjoy that. If that's possible, I don't know if enjoyment of a natural light. <laughs> I, is I do possible. hear the aroma is all that you need oh, from the natty. The yeah, the smell of water. <laughs> <laughs> it's the smell of disappointment. It's great. The pee smell is just it's just so apropos with that beer. Hungover <laughs> college, yeah. yeah. It's good. It smells like old party and regret. That's perfect. I'll have two, please. <laughs> So no, so, how did you? How I mean, obviously, I think I know the answer, but how did you and your business partner come up with the idea? Like, what was the driving factor behind it? Yeah, so it's it's kind of a kind of a funny story. Um, he had been working on the idea, kind of just playing around with the idea since like 2001, I think, um, or maybe a little bit earlier. But, or, but anyways, um, he saw someone showed them this video of some Russian dude opening up a can with his teeth like taking the whole top off with his teeth and he was just thought to himself like why isn't there something that does this regularly without having to use your teeth and having to go to the dentist okay well, um yeah. and so yeah so he, he had been kind of playing around with this idea for a while and then we met at work i was the new guy and went out to lunch for like the first day lunch thing and we started talking and he um you know we we're talking about how we always wanted to own our own business and um how do we uh, not work for these people anymore first day <laughs> yeah, first yeah. day how, lunch sit down conversation yeah, <laughs> yes yeah pretty welcome how do you get how do we get out of here um, yeah exactly he saw we you as the eject- benefits here i took it for you know it's easy it's a mile up the road he took, yeah yeah he and saw then, you as the ejector um, so seat i, I kind of explained this idea to me and i was kicking around some stuff and and I really liked his idea, and I said, uh, you know, he wasn't super into craft beer at the time, but I just read an article, coincidentally, like that week that was talking about how everything was going towards cans because it's easier, and for all the reasons that you said, um, it's like a mini keg. And and I said, hey, the market's moving towards this direction, and I know I would like this for all the beer that I'm buying, and I know I'm going to buy more and more canned beer because it's just better for it, and more people, it's becoming cheaper to for the smaller craft brewers to use. So, um, you know, this is something we could definitely do. So we, we ended up working on this thing for like four years before we took it to market. Wow. So, I mean, the product that you have is, first off, it's a damn work of like engineering marvel, just the way that <clears throat> like you literally squeeze the outside of the can, securing the can and un basically, like you said, splitting the edge and folding the edge over. Like, I don't know how... Y'all's brain works, but mine doesn't work in the way that would have allowed that that device to work to to actually do what you needed to do. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give all credit to um, Armin, my business partner. He's a mad scientist. Uh, he's got the crazy, crazy goes in the lab, teaches himself just crazy stuff. So um, yeah, he it's I can't take too much credit for that, but I I, I helped out a little bit. 
uh, my role was is definitely a little bit lighter than what he likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> no, that I, y'all y'all have done some. I mean, it's it's great work. Uh, I remember when I first hopped on and started pushing our Instagram page. Y'all's was one of the first one that was that was uh, shot up to me oh, uh, really? as a suggested. Oh. Hey, if you like this, then you like this. And uh, I, are you? Do you run that Instagram account? I do. Yeah, that's me. Uh, the photos that you've been taking are awesome photos. Oh, cool. Thanks. I mean, they're, I mean, I mean, if you can get real nerdy and photo photography talk. I mean, we'll save that for, we'll save that for the last role or we've got to work on Brian, a photography. Brian name. is, Brian is never satisfied with any photos. No, <laughs> not send him all of the no beer left <laughs> okay. behind Instagram photos. All right. He takes. Okay. So I like this is, this is, yeah, I mean, this is pretty, uh, this is high comment. This is Trump complimenting mm. a real estate investor. Okay. I, I bought my new the, the best Instagram pictures you've ever taken. Okay. Wow. All right. I did that buy my newest. Feel so good about it. Cause I, I, you know, I'm just, I, sometimes I'm not sure, but that, that makes me feel really good. I appreciate that. Thank no, they, they, so, I mean, there's some, there's some piss poor Instagram photos out there for, especially yeah. a revolving beer. And if we posted half of the ones that were sent to me from my fellow castmates, <laughs> I would fall into that category. I'm sorry, but like they, I, I asked Frank for I, a photo. Oh my God. Let, said, let me just, let me just explain stuff. this. I'm going to mansplain to you, Frank, what you send me. Okay. I asked Frank for a photo of a local brewery. That's literally like two miles from his house. He's like, I got a growler of it. I was like, cool. You send me a picture. I'll be glad to post it. He sends me a photo <clears throat> of the growler. Okay. Now the growler's got the name of the brewery on it. You can't see that because it's facing away from the damn camera. That's right. It's just right. a picture surgeon, of that. The surgeon general warning, however. Yeah. Clear, legible. clear focus on that. And then his <laughs> cup that he pours it into is a stainless steel tumbler. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. So now I've got a brown bottle, a half visible label and a, an opaque cup. Like you can't, this looks ridiculous. And he's like, there you go. I'm like, well, no, I, I I need okay. Hashtag two wheel brewing company. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I, I'm not gonna tag them in this photo and be like, you're okay. welcome. <laughs> but let's be let's let's be patently clear here. If I sent you a picture of my retaining wall with two bricks missing, it doesn't give two shits how fuzzy that picture is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's making it to the ground. <laughs> yes. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can't wait for that, you really will love the video that I have of Frank getting dragged around his backyard by oh. that aerator. <laughs> Yeah, I really want to see that. <laughs> yeah, I will say, Frank, it looked like you had everything under control completely. You weren't Always. you weren't Always being manipulated did. by machine at all. It was. I, how did your dad not laugh? How was he not shaking the camera with laughter? Oh, he was. No, he he was behind <laughs> taking that picture or taking that video, just like laughing. I, dude, um, I think the machine is just too loud for you to hear anything. But. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Sean, you you decided, or you and your partner decided to go uh, the kickstarting mm -hmm. way, right? To raise the money. Yep. Um, what did you, right, so we, we did a Kickstarter a couple of years back. Um, at that point, it, the platform had just started. Um, mm -hmm. It was maybe three weeks old, and, and it was... Oh, wow. It was good, but there's a lot of learnings that have come, like right. what a successful uh, Kickstarter is and how, how to do it. Did you did you just kind of hop into it and hope it worked, or was that sort of like you guys focused for weeks to get it launched? Or weeks, 
<clears throat> yeah. Um, yeah, we, uh, uh, I've been reading about Kickstarter a lot, um, since the inception of it. And, um, I just always been fascinated by it. I knew, I just kept that in my back pocket as something that I would go to if I, uh, you know, once we got this product up and running, yeah. I had to explain it to my partner, like what it was. And, and he's like, well, how much equity do we give? And I'm like, you don't give any equity. They just, yeah, give yeah. You, you know, you, you bring out a product and they buy it from you. Like it's like pre-sales. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, it took us weeks. Um, you know, I did a lot of, uh, a lot of writing for it, a lot of like preparation, a lot of like, you know, um, emailing, cold emailing people and, oh, um, the fun stuff, yeah. <laughs> just a lot of, a lot of writing, a lot of emailing, a lot of photography. Um, and, uh, it was, it was a crazy 40 days. It was just nonstop. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And then, so you successfully funded. Yeah, we asked for 75000 which was a lot more than what a lot of people do. They tend to, the yeah. go route now is, is to be like, oh, I, I, uh, I'm only asking for five or $10,000, but I really need $100,000 yeah. to happen. Um, and so what they're doing is they're playing with the algorithm there. So like once you're funded, um, it kind of kicks you to the top and it says, this was already funded. And then if you're asking for 5000 and you get, you know, Ten thousand, you're two hundred percent funded, so it kicks you like right up to the. Oh, to the top. yeah, so it's it's like playing with AdWords. Right. So we 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 knew what we needed, or we knew, yeah, we pretty much knew what we needed, and we said, um, you know, screw the algorithm. If if we're gonna ask for what we actually need, because if we don't get that amount, we're not gonna be able to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we just we just asked for seventy five thousand and we ended up raising um two hundred and fifteen thousand, which was awesome. crazy. Wow. Yeah. Very cool. So so you raised the money now I'm guessing you had manufacturing lined up or uh, Yes and no. Um, okay. we had a manufacturer in the US that was like pretty much ready to go and um their cost was pretty much we we were like gonna lose money on it even if we um, went with that even if even if uh, like we got fully funded and yeah so if made in the USA was important you were gonna lose it, money it, yeah well it was it was very important to us and we yeah. wanted to do it and we were gonna lose money we didn't care okay. but they backed out on us Ooh. and yeah so it was like we didn't have enough orders even though we had like six thousand um, and so we had to kind of scramble to find some. Um, uh, like a new manufacturer and we ended up finding one that's based in Atlanta, but they um, own some facilities overseas. And so it gets manufactured yeah. overseas because we just couldn't beat the price. Yeah, uh, I know, man, that's, that's, that's business. It makes a lot of sense. So did you, do you have to pay for a, um, a production die and all that stuff? Uh, we're not at that point yet. Okay. Um, we're still getting this cut like laser cut. Um, so they're okay. doing it in like sheets and stuff. Um, so they have like big metal sheets and then they'll cut like, you know, five or six of them at once. So they'll kind of layer the sheets and then yeah. they'll cut through six sheets at once. Um, Got it. and, uh, yeah, that's, and then it gets like hand, um, assembled and everything like that. That's awesome. And then, so, so you've got a website, um, draft singular. 
possibly yeah, draft tops after this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, I was I actually on the side. I've been texting. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're doing. Yeah, I was like, oh, go, daddy. Um, <laughs> get another beer. You're getting the domain. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So okay, so so you've got your and I apologize. Those are my dogs. I think someone just arrived at the house. So. Um, <clears throat> The, you've you've got manufacturing set up now. How do you find the customer? So who, who's your regular go-to audience here? Um, you mean after Kickstarter? Yeah. So Kickstarter, you've got six thousand out the door, mm-hmm. and now you're like, okay, we made a little money here. I'd yeah. like to do this for a living. How, how are you? How are you marketing this product now? Um, so we're doing a lot through. Uh, we've been doing some through Facebook, um, okay. but Instagram has been kind of like our bread and butter we found um, that's when we got the most response. Yep. Um, and so we've been kind of A-B testing stuff and slowly, uh, you know, trying to figure out what works best for us. So right now it's been Instagram. Um, you know, we have sent, we have sent things to people that haven't necessarily panned out. Um, you know, cross promotional stuff. We're, we're just kind of, kind of light on it because, um, uh, my partner and I are still full time at our regular jobs, and this is just kind of like our side gig for the yeah. time being. Do they know about yeah. day one lunch break? Where are y'all? Yeah, uh, are y'all still at that same gig? Has Mueller yeah. come knock on your door yet? Yeah. We're at that. We're at that same gig. <laughs> that's all good. Oh my god, so that's that's awesome. So you've got you've got a nice side gig going. Hopefully, expanding to being something larger. Are you all? Um, do you do you go to any? So I know Brian mm-hmm. he constantly talks about he like goes to beer events and whatnot, um, and that's how we we promote some of our stuff. Do you, do you also attend some of these things in the Atlanta area? Um, I am this weekend actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and this is like the first one that I'm going to to really promote. I've been meaning to to do this a little bit more often, um, and so this is my first one that I'm going to go and and going to be there solely to like promote Draft Top. But I haven't been, so I'd okay. love to hear any tips that you guys have. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm a little nervous. Yeah, do you have so do you have do you have a booth or is this a social? No, no booth. Just I'm like going as a fan and like um, okay, you know, just just kind of try, try and mingle, talk to people, and do you, this is what I would do. do okay, I would take about two, three draft tops with me. Okay. <laughs> And I would just start opening people's cans without them wanting them opened. Just exactly. open them up. Yes. Yeah, well, I, I would ask, but that's what Mm-mm, I would do. No, it's, and then do it in front I'd of police say, hey, officers. Let me show you something cool. This is brand new. <laughs> yeah. I pop that can open. But now you got to finish it. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's no. <laughs> there's no turning back. We got a lot of footage for our Kickstarter video by going to, um, you know, my my partner lives down by the Jersey Shore, and he went to a bar that all the locals go to, and it's outdoors and, you know, open during the summer. And he just went and just bought people beers and would open them up. That is a very wise way to do it. That's the best way to do it. Yeah. Tons of people, tons of people are like, what the best thing to do at a party is open up one of those things and just sit back and let, and let people like, you don't say a word. They just come up to you. Well, what I was going to say is if you're in the Atlanta area, there's some pretty big breweries out there that are well, give them the, well, no, listen to my plan, Frank, (laughs) you are bad at this. This is Luckapalooza Two, is what this is. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I would get in contact. I mean, do you have any contacts at breweries out there? Um, a 
You, yeah, yeah. I would work. Um, I would work those, and uh, and you know, sit at the if they're if they're pouring out of cans. I know some places do draft only. Uh, some places will do like a hey, mix between the two. Mm-hmm. Just sit sit by, get in close with them, and just start opening their stuff for them. And yeah. it, it, the the other cool thing about your product is when you're opening it, uh, yes, you can drink directly out of the can, but it also pours so much better out of that can once it's yeah. all the way open. You don't have that glug 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 overhead I fill. It. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. So, and if nothing else, your uh, your people pouring at those events would appreciate it as well. Yeah. And well, that's a good idea. You get those people on board, my friend. They mm-hmm. will. They will talk about your product forever and ever. So, <laughs> so we, move out the door. Mm-hmm. We actually have a bar in Chicago that uses this, um, and they make drinks with it. Like um, I know they open up a couple couple different styles of beer, and then they do um, an Arnold Palmer with mm, uh, perfect iced tea. If you want to see a picture of that, it's on our Instagram. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I saw it was uh, brisk with deep eddy vodka. It yes, like. the so, Austin. Yeah. Austin, right? There's a, there's, right. a, there's a good little combo About there. Five miles up the road for me. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, that, it, it looked awesome. I haven't been able to get there yet, but when I was living in Chicago, man, that was like my spot, and it was completely random. They just contacted us one day and said they wanted like you know 15 of them. <laughs> like, I think oh, we can accommodate. Awesome. I was like, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll drive them up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, then I, and then of course, I still have friends that like frequent that spot, so they send me pics all the time. And, That's awesome. That's great, spot. man. Yeah, it's um, if anyone wants to go there, um, it's called Home Slice in Chicago. They have awesome pizza. Um, I think it's in Lincoln Park, right by DePaul University. Cool. Nice. Awesome. Well, so, Sean, I think the, uh, the everybody's probably wondering, right? So you've got, um, you've got this fantastic uh uh can opener are you doing a bottle opener are you what? just gonna like what are you talking about the the, the <laughs> draft top has a bottle, has a bottle opener. oh it does yes. oh man i didn't see it yeah awesome. well that's what makes the the whole design of the thing so dope is that first off it looks like just a little handheld piece of machinery but then at the end of it it's got a little bottle opener oh i didn't even notice the little i never noticed those things and yeah it, then like <laughs> someone's like oh why don't you just turn your keys around I was like, okay yes yeah, that is now stupid <laughs> no oh good that that was that was one of my design contributions i was like we need to have a bottle opener for the people that can't open life-changing yeah. life-changing <laughs> you can't get some beers in in cans and, and that's okay that's and okay. i also don't know how you feel about single use kitchen equipment but nothing makes no. me more annoyed at a store like <clears throat> william sonoma when they're what? like here's a pineapple okay. corer all right yes. first yes. off you did you hear yourself just now frank when no. you go to william sonoma Oh yeah, it's good. Store, Do you man. know it was out of my price range? But I was just going to agree with him, right? <laughs> like Frank's well, like when I go to. Well, he did talk about going to. Where'd you go, Neiman Marcus, or where's your frequent no, I said shop? Nordstrom, and then Nordstrom. you told me there was. A, you told me there'd be a seven hundred dollar belt, and, and there said, was yeah, probably Nordstrom online, okay? and there was. That's where Frank okay. shops. Fancy Frank. That's what we're going to call you now. I'm going to make a drop for it. So no Sean, wonder he can't operate an aerator. Okay, Sean. I've seen you. I've seen you take a couple pulls off of a can of beer. Would you like to participate in our first guest beer count? Hell yeah! All right, let me play this for you. Hear ye, hear ye! It's time for a beer count. 
Listen to this track. Beers. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, I hope I hope other people get as much enjoyment out of out of that as Villem and I do. Frank usually gives me the dead eyes when he <laughs> when he hears it come up. Is that Frank at the end? Uh, no, no, that's nope. that would be that's Brian. Yours truly. Uh, so uh, a little peek behind the curtain. Every one of these sound drops, unless it's Villem's voice uh, from a podcast, <laughs> is is me. And then I always claim that a listener sent it in to us, but uh, <laughs> it's always just me every time. <laughs> yeah, Brian's, yeah, it's good. Brian's March Madness drop from last year isn't going to get played again. This oh, year. it it's will not. Play. We'll get into that later, Frank. We're trying to do a beer count, you non-drinking ass. So, Sean, <laughs> what, are you, what are you sipping on this evening? Um, I'm doing uh, Creature Comforts, oh. Athena Paradiso. Oh, that is their, is it their hazy IPA, but with, uh, passion fruit? It's cranberry, raspberry, tart, cherry. Could not be farther from it. Good job, Brian. Nailed it. I'll do this. (laughs) That's good. Nailed it. It looks, it's pink. It's great. (laughs) It's party. It's awesome. But, uh, so that's it's their is it their Berliner Weiss, Berliner Weiss that's uh, fruited? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's a Berliner Weiss. I have had uh, th- just their standard uh, Berliner mm-hmm. uh, about two years ago, and it was I don't want to say life altering, but it was really, really, really good. Yeah, they they they're one of those can't miss. If you see something by them, you just grab you know just grab it. So I told Frank. When he was working, he had a couple of weeks stints out in uh, months. Austin. Months. months. Okay. Uh, where he was in Atlanta. And well, he. Al- Alpharetta. He asked me. That's what, by me. What should I oh, get? And I told Sorry. him. I told Sorry. him. <laughs> that's all good. I told him, get Creature Comforts. And uh, Frank, you want to tell us how many uh, cans of Creature Comforts you had on the cast while you're out there? Zero. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to tell us what you had while you're out there? I can't recall. Uh, it was a British beer that you were like, oh, it looks good. It's an ESB. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I, I did like, have that. Yeah. I, have that. <laughs> I was like, cool, 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 cool. You have like one of the best brewers in the nation like on your doorstep there. Well, let's get to the real hard facts. There is a sick Neapolitan place up there. Oh, right? here we go. It's <laughs> good pizza. Here we go. Okay, so oh, Creature Comforts uh, out of uh, Athens. They're Athens, Georgia? Yeah. Um. I they're one of those like uh, destination breweries for basically everybody in the southeast. Yeah. Oh, to to have creature comforts available. Be yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, everyone every time uh, Tropicalia is on tap or in the store, people go crazy for it. At least in Atlanta, I know you can get it everywhere in Athens. Yeah. But I, yeah, in Atlanta, people just flock. They have like limits on them. <laughs> Is uh is is Athens? Um, I cannot remember this now. Is that University of Georgia? Yes, yes. UGA. Yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, man. God, can you imagine if when we were in college, if we had this good of craft beer scene? Like, no, no, I would have zero money. Yeah, I, I would. Be... I barely had money for Natty. And yeah. <laughs> throwing me in this like six dollar a pint world and God, dude. I was gonna say we were donating plasma for Lonnie Kugel's Berry Vice and yeah. uh, it was a tough world living high on the hog. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, question out in Georgia Town: um, mm-hmm. Have you had anything from New Realm Brewing? 
Yeah, I actually just went there last week. Really? What did you think of it? Um, I thought it was there was a couple interesting stuff. Um, they blew that place out like like I don't know how much money they spent on that place, but they they did it up. It's a really good location. Um, you can see the whole city from there. Um, I tried pretty much everything there, and um, they had a couple like probably two or three things that I would go back and get, but the rest. Uh, it was all right. So the the founder there, his name is Mitch Steele, uh, mm-hmm. and any like hardcore homebrew nerds, uh, the name is familiar. Uh, he actually was one of the founders of Stone Brewing out in Escondido, California. And before that, he was a head brewer at Anheuser-Busch in Los Angeles, or I guess San Diego, technically. Um, but for like, like I said, it was over a decade. He was a head brewer at AB, mm-hmm. left there. And uh, he's he basically for real beer nerds. He's one of the best production brewers in the in the nation for a long time. Now he this is his third startup brewery, I believe. Wow! Uh, but uh, I heard him on another brewing podcast where he was talking about uh, New World hops and how they can be used in homebrew. And he was talking about his his gig at New Realm Brewing and kind of where it was located. He said it was in like a an apartment district, where like a, like a bunch of basically it sounded like just a bunch of millennial f- like uh, hangouts. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you said it overlooked the entire city, I was like, yeah, no, that sounds about right. We got a couple of yeah. those places here in Dallas. Yeah, it's really cool. It's a, there's this thing called the Beltline in Atlanta, and it's an old train track. And they they took out the tracks and they made it into uh, like a big ass sidewalk, huh. and um, people ride their bikes and you know, run and even rollerblade, um, around there. And he's a right across the street from this place called Pond city market. And it's basically Chelsea market. If anyone's ever been to New York, mm-hmm. been to Chelsea market, exact same thing. Cool. Um, so he's across the street from that. And it's, it's awesome. It's a really good spot. Um, and now I feel bad that I said a couple of his beers weren't that great, but well, uh, no, that that's the thing. His, uh, his new gig, what he's doing is just basically making a little bit of everything. Yeah. And, so I, I felt like, like I said, like two or three were awesome. Yeah. Um, and then the rest I was like, ah, eh. but well, no, know. and, and that's where, and that kind of gets into, uh, just about any new brewery that you visit. Uh, you can have some, I mean, not so like, I'm not saying duds. They're not like drain pours. Oh, like, yeah. There's no I'm, way I wouldn't drink this, but there are definitely beers that are better than others. And uh, it's more than likely those are the ones that have been R and D way more mm-hmm. just like anything else. And they got to figure out the recipe and, uh, and uh, everything else. Frank is leaning back. Like he's got something very important to say. So Brian, did you, uh, did you notice the casualness with which he popped the draft top out there? Well, dude, first off, he just did it without any sort of like, he did. Oh, is that a stove pipe? Hold on. Is that a stove pipe of Oscar blues pale ale? No, it's a oh. terrapin. Oh, okay. Um, chop executioner. Chop executioner. Yeah. Now I've had hop executioner. How is it okay. different? This one is, this one is aged. Uh, it's a wood aged IPA. And I think they used old baseball bat chips. Shut up. What? No way. <laughs> Prior, uh, this, this is Alex Rodriguez beer. Hold on. This yeah. is better than Frank making up some bullshit about vodka barrel aged. Vodka barrel aged. <laughs> this, uh, oh, man. Shut this would have been a better joke. Not a, real, not a real thing. It's just ash. They just aged it on ash wood. No, like, oh, it doesn't say. I thought it like the guy at the store was telling me that, but I'm like, I don't think that's true. Chopsecution. <laughs> <laughs> let's, 
<laughs> like it, you just got sold on this thing. Yeah, but I, I, it's opening day, so I I was like, I got it. I got I need it for the gram. So um, oh, beautiful. Yeah. So I it mean, is. It is if, a. If that is true, that's amazing. It is a session version of their flagship brand, Hopsecutioner, aged on Mizuno bat chips, bright copper in color with grapefruit, citrus, and papaya aromatics, plus a subtle oak character, which is weird because... that shit from Japan? Well, no, I've got a quick question. If it's got a subtle oak character and you aged it on bat chips, bats are not made out of oak. They would be the heaviest goddamn bats on planet Earth. (laughs) This is a dense-ass bat. What's it made out of? Oh, it's oak. Cool. Great. It just breaks your hands every time. It doesn't. The bat never breaks. Your arms just shatter. Yeah. <laughs> well, is it good? That's what matters. Um, I like Hopsecutioner better. As do um, I. But this is a good like sitting outside watching a watching a ball game beer, dude. <laughs> I, no shit. The 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 label of this thing. I says, always try to get the said, most absurdly aged beers, and you found one aged on baseball bat. It chips. just it just <laughs> says what? it says Batwood aged. No joke. That's in the little <laughs> label. On. That's in the logo. I thought you were just like, I guess it's bat. No, it says it literally. Oh my no. god. Well. You you definitely beat my beer that I'm drinking tonight. Um, I'm yeah, dr- sorry. I feel like I'm taking up all the time here. Let's oh God, no, 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 <laughs> dude. Usually I'm the one who's got some like obscure ass beer that Willem has to ask me a bunch of questions on, and then Frank's got to interrupt me every time. It's fine. This is this is a relief. Uh, so I'm drinking the brewery Taru um, Orchard Wit, which I mean, you, you I, mean, I think the listeners know how how much I love a wit beer. And uh, this one is dope as shit. The Jeremy Grinky at a brewery Taru is a, a fucking wizard. He really is. I I love that man. Next time I see him, I'm giving big old big old hug. Uh, mm. So this is a wit beer that they aged on oak, and uh, it's oh, it's an oak fooder. So it is open fermented. I don't I don't see any spicing in particular, but I can tell you right now, there's a lot of orange zest in here, and I would say a boatload of coriander and uh, the yeast has been stressed just the right amount because this thing is super dry, super fruity, but not like a uh, fake fruit or fruit juicy. It's, it is a damn fine beer. And again, the brewery Taru switched up to their little three, seven, five bottles, which is basically a, just a standard pour. Uh, and too, I think this bottle was four bucks. I would buy a case of it. I think. That's how much I like this damn thing. This is so good. So good. Anyway, I nerd out on the brewery to Rue beers probably once a month. And this is my this is my one for March, April. I'm just Is it is it a bomber? No, no, no. Three seven three hundred and seventy five milliliters. So it's just a little single pint. Oh nice. Yeah, they switched up and they did uh, they're doing a lot of their beers in these small bottles, which is nice because once you get these uh kind of hard to produce beers, we'll say. Uh, they get to become very expensive very quick. Yeah, how much is that little bottle? Four bucks. Did you hear any part of the conversation that I <laughs> no. just... Nothing. You just tuned it out completely? Jesus. Brewery Taru, I've heard it. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a dick. You need to start drinking beer again. When is that going to stop? Like, when is this water... About, this water shit going to stop? about the physical properties of that can opener. That, <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh. it, yeah. 
Oh my God, Frank, you're the you're the worst. Okay, we can't do we can't do any of this nonsense. I was my wife was supposed to bring me a bomber of uh, Lacroix. A bomber of Lacroix. First <laughs> off, how rich are you that you've got Lacroix bombers cy- cy- cycled in from Wisconsin? Oh, we, no, we ship them in from Fond du Lac. I hate you so much. Up in Scotland. I don't know why we're friends. <laughs> but sometimes I normally unload the uh the the uh truck that nope. stops by the house with my nope. uh, vineyard vine shorts and boat shoes. I hate you. All right. <laughs> oh god. Down one, down one can right in front of the driver. <laughs> it's just not even necessary. Okay, so okay. <laughs> switching gears from that. So I've heard some fun stories about people who start businesses. Uh, Frank and I have our own fun stories that we can, we might get into at a later date. Uh, but, uh, so with your, your device, the draft top is pretty, like I said earlier, it's a little feat of engineering Marvel and how it works. Did it always work that way? Or did you have some real, real clunkers of first, second runs at this thing? <laughs> Oh, um, we worked on this for four years um, <laughs> before we went to market. So there was a lot of clunkers, <laughs> a lot of money spent on 3D printing, a lot of money. Just, yeah, there was a lot of um, back and forth. And it takes a lot longer, too, because, you know, we're working full time. So this is a nights and weekends thing. So any improvements that you're doing are, are you know, in your own free time. You're not doing it on the monday afternoon when you're yeah you know ready to go and you're not doing it monday at 10 p.m <laughs> did you have any we'll just call them catastrophic failures with the first couple runs yeah plenty um we had tons of stuff where we would we would go out and we'd, we'd spend a couple hundred bucks on uh you know we think that this one would be the right one and and, and we think it'd be it'd be working and we'd spend a couple hundred bucks on someone to physically make it um, out of aluminum or some sort of metal, and um, they'd come back and just be basically a couple hundred dollar piece of metal. Like didn't didn't do anything, served no purpose. <laughs> uh, cool paperweight, got it. Nice. Yeah, paperweight. Yeah, lots of we have lots of paperweights. We actually have. There's a cool photo of our, like. There's a cool photo if you go all the way back to the beginning of our Instagram. Not to like keep promoting that but there's no, that's the too. best way to show you photos there's um one that has all of our um prototypes lined up and there's probably like 20 in there um Dang. so yeah and those are just the ones that made it to like at least 3d printing yeah oh no. so, yeah lots so, of clunkers. <laughs> sorry so when you when you when you get one of those back and I'm sure you've got people around you going, that's $600. It doesn't work. Uh, at what point, obviously for you, the point was never, but at what point did that become really old? <laughs> after the fifth one, after the first one? Um, a lot, you know, after the couple, you know, after a couple, it's just like, it's very devastating. Each one is devastating in its yeah. own right. You're yeah. like, oh God, I got to get through this again. Um, but it really helped having a partner. Um, and I think I speak for both Armin and I when I say this. It's just like, you know, when I was feeling like this is worthless, we're never going to get it done, or no one's going to buy, or we're going to get it done and no one's going to buy this, or whatever. And he would feel the same way, or I'm never going to get this done, or whatever. You know, we'd keep each other going. Um, you know, we, 
if someone was feeling down, we pick the other person up. And it, it helps to have a partner for sure, 100%. Otherwise, you get in your own head and you just push the product to, si- to the side and um, try and uh, fertilize your lawn um, without <laughs> any success. That's right. <laughs> Lord, have I been there. <laughs> so, so, so when you, when you, uh, when you finally got to mm-hmm. 20, right? It now cut open. And did you did you have any uh, first? Did you have any of those prototypes in the middle cut anybody? Because yeah, they don't look safe. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> that one that looks like it just looks like a pair of scissors that's been kind of turned oh, in yeah, a circle. That, yeah, yeah. Um, no, nothing that would cut anyone. Um, the blades were pretty uh, pretty early on in the process. You know, probably okay. way through. So the, we knew the blades were. I mean, theoretically, they would be good, but it was just like getting. Um, you know, millimeters in there, and uh, and and getting the right pressure and the right angle to like turn it and all this stuff. So, um, yeah, it was it was it was crazy. Damn. It was a lot. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> oh god. No. So so after after that long process, right? Did you do stress testing at the end? Like, how, how many times can I use this to open a can? Do we know um, yeah, we did stress testing. We well, you know, there's a little, there's, there can be a little bit of a learning curve with with this device. Okay. Um, so sometimes people will come back, and if they don't get it right away, they get, um, you know, frustrated or whatever, which is totally reasonable. Um, um, but it's just like I like to say, it's like any other tool that you're getting for the first time at Home Depot or something. Like you need to kind of see how it works before you use it. Um, yeah. Then there's other people that are just naturally grabbing and and. and use it um like no no problem uh but to stress test it we would save all of our cans um you know you know every single seltzer can every single soda can and then we would just open them and open them and open them and open them and um you know we went through probably a thousand cans over a thousand cans that are empty so they're a lot harder to open you know more delicate Uh, yeah they're not and so uh, that that was that was sort of our stress test um, was to just keep opening things until they until they're done. But we used this the same sort of um, splitters, the blades that are on there that are actually doing the cutting. Um, we use the same exact metal and um, idea and principles behind your regular soup can opener. So we knew oh, okay. that the blades would last. Yeah, it was just getting them into the right groove and everything. Got it. That's very cool. Well, hell, man. I mean, it's it sounds like you guys uh, had to do. I mean, I would have been all on board with the whole collection of cans early on. I would have, I would have really sacrificed my body to make sure you had plenty of empty cans to practice on. You know, mm-hmm. uh, looking back at some of your Instagram photos, there's a lot of there's a lot of beer that's uh, appeared on this podcast as well. Oh, really? Nice. Yeah, uh, just to name a few, sit your ass down. A yeah, good one that. from uh, Against the Grain, Larry's favorite sour, Hop Slam, which I have a <clears throat> a love love hate relationship. I mean, the type of relationship that should be on Mari with Hop I, Slam. I, yeah, I'm in the same way. I, I have to get it uh, <laughs> every year, and then I hate myself for getting it for paying that much money for it. Um, this last year, I I don't know if you heard the episode, but I went through a five liter keg of Hop Slam. Oh shit! Okay, <laughs> yeah, you're a little bit worse than I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, you say worse. I don't know that I like that connotation. No, I mean, that I... was the wrong word. I'm sorry. Um... No, it, it was accurate. He was in his backyard sleeping. <laughs> Frank was here with, with us accurate. when that happened. I, I respect the hell out of that because I, I usually get like three six-packs, but I'm still like, ugh, kill myself after that. But... <laughs> yeah, I had a, a gift of a, a five-liter keg that oh, it was wow. well-received. Real well-received. <laughs> Woo! <Great. laughs> Woo! No, there's some there's some good there's some good stuff on here. You even have the Dallas Sucks beer uh, in your Instagram lineup. That's good. I mean, I'm not against it. I, I'm not either. I, I'm not against Dallas. It was just something that someone handed to me. And I thought oh that no, was cool. no, no! I was I was saying I'm not against saying that Dallas sucks. Oh. Um, I mean, because I mean, there are days when I sit in two hours with the traffic in this shit town and uh, am yelling the entire time. Dallas, you suck. Dallas, you suck. <laughs> Dallas, you suck. <laughs> Prairie well, wasn't Flair? that in response to Eagle Tears? No, no, no. Eagle Tears was in response to Weyerbacher's Dallas Sucks beer. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. don't get me started on Eagles on Eagles Tears and me trying to get Eagles Tears from Noble Ray and their uh, inability to open on time. But you know, farmers market didn't yeah. open. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> farmers market opened. Someone got fired at Noble Ray though. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, my, my, whatever. I had a Frank moment where I, I wrote to the desk of the W and had someone fired. No, I'm just kidding. It didn't happen. <laughs> long story. It is a long story. Uh, well, but, I did stop by the Austin W. The lady's still there. So. Oh, shut up. You have no idea what that lady's name was. Anyway, you know what? Don't try to save yourself. You do have a beer that I really enjoyed. I have not been able to find since. Um, but it is from Stillwater Brewing or Stillwater Artisan Ales. It is their sake saison. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Go. You say it again because I, I I interrupted you. No, it's their their sake saison. It is a it's in a sixteen ounce can. It's a saison like malt backbone that they brewed with uh, sake yeast from Japan, and the beer is this glorious, super light, super like I mean, it's like a beautiful combination of sake, wine, and saison. It's mm-hmm. it's so damn good. Yeah, I uh, I have, and what bums me out is I've not been able to find it. But I see people with fo- that are taking photos, like in recent like recent mm-hmm. photos. So I know it's out there. I've just got to find it somewhere. If I see one, I'll grab it for you and send it to you, dude. I I, I really enjoyed that beer, and it's only like three and a half percent too. So you wouldn't That's think really light. It's so damn good. But yeah, man, I. I I said it earlier, I'll say it again. Your freaking photos on here are badass. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I really do. I, um, yeah, no, these are these are great, man. So I, I will say this. I see all these cans, all these cans on here. I see, uh, oh, I saw the, I see the Terrapin from, I guess, from today. Mm-hmm. That's good. Nice little baseball mitt there anyway. Um, oh, does, is the background like your homage to the Ivy on Wrigley, on the Wrigley oh, walls? Oh, man, I'm glad you caught that. I, no one, I, I was... Yeah, I'm not a Braves fan. I'm a Cubs fan. Um, yeah, so I had I had to get a little ivy in there for opening day. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's That's good. It. It's don't, subtle. Don't, don't hate me. Don't hate me. No, dude. I'm a Rangers fan. I can't hate anybody. It was really self-loathing more than anything. Well, you're, uh, Dallas is the most fair weather city in the world. No, dude. I've been okay. All right. I don't want to go. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a Troy. Okay. I'm not gonna fight Actually, you. Do you have any more of that Dallas sucks beer? Just Shut up, shoot. Frank. 
Scoot that my way. You're a dick. I'm happy to drink it. I got that in Jersey, so I gotta. If I'm gonna go back up, I'll try and see if I can get some. Oh, you know, after winning the Super Bowl, Philly is just churning that shit out in 15, 30 packs. Doesn't matter. They're just like, hey, what are you drinking? Not even football season. Yeah, no, no shits given. Just Dallas sucks twenty four seven down here. Uh, no, I don't even remember where the hell I was going with this. Oh, yes, there he is. Okay. So I see all these beers on here. Do you have a beer? I, I asked people this off the cast. This is the first time I had the opportunity to ask on the cast. Do you have a Desert Island beer? And by that, yeah. I mean the beer that you drink forever and ever. That's the only beer that you can ever drink. What would it be? Um, yes. Uh, emphatically, yes. It's not Hop Slam, um, but it's 21st Amendment Back in Black. Um, oh, dude. That's uh, hold on, my I'm jam. <laughs> Okay, I love that beer as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what uh, what 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 brings you to what would what? Why would you bring that on the uh, the old island? Well, it's probably not a great, great summer beer, but I don't care. Um, it's the maltiness of it, the thickness of it, like, um, and then the hops are like perfect. I've never I try every black IPA I come across. Yep, and nothing matches it. Um, you know, I think I found maybe one that was kind of close, but nothing nothing matches it. I mean, the the hoppiness of that is just right on point. It's like drinking a Guinness with that that it's like a Guinness and Hopslam had a baby, and that's what it is, and it's it's awesome. So I take it you have bells available near you, right? Um, yeah, like- every now and then, yeah. Okay, so. Here's what I found because I too love a black IPA in particular. Uh, so in my, in my uh, rankings, uh, 21st Amendment black and back in black comes in at two. Number- wow. Really? I've never met anyone who like is that it's that high up on. I'm usually I feel like the only one out here. No. So uh, back in black is, is my second favorite black IPA. First would be uh, Wookie Jack from Firestone Walker, which they no longer make. Now, Wookie Jack is a rye, an imperial rye black IPA. So there's a lot of stuff going on. But um, Wookie Jack just re-released uh, in their Rotator series that Firestone Walker does, and they released it as Wookus. It was an unfiltered version of Wookie Jack, which was, oh, it was so damn good. But so those two beers, uh, 21st Amendment and uh, Firestone Walker, their black IPAs are very, very, very similar. One, because Matt Brindelson impacted both breweries. Matt Brindelson was the, he- was the head brewer at Firestone Walker, but he's also really close with uh, Sully and I forget the other dude at 21st Amendment that started the brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, they were all really close. So they shared a lot, of this, a, lot of, a lot of things. One of the things they shared was the hopping regimen in both of those beers. So to my point of asking if you had bells near you or in distribution around you, what I found last year in like a, I don't want to say drunken stupor, but pretty damn close, um, in my quest to make every black and tan that I could possibly make, I took Bell's Two Hearted, their single hop uh, IPA at like 7.5%, 7, 7.5%. I filled a glass up halfway with Bell's Two Hearted, and then I floated Guinness over the top of it. And I am not shitting you. It was the best black and tan I've ever had because it tasted like a really, really well-made black IPA. And when you described the uh, 21st Amendment back in black as like a Guinness black IPA, it's dead ass accurate. You need to give it a shot. All right. I got to do that now. I'm, defi- I'm definitely I'm going to go out and get some get some two hearted. Uh, so the, the thing that sets that beer apart and makes it uh, a, an equivalent 
is that it is a single hop. They only use Centennial hops throughout the entirety of the brewing process. And Centennial hop is the signature hop in both 21st Amendments Back in Black and Firestone Walker's Wookiee Jack. That's awesome. That's really good to know. I'm I mean, gonna, I'm going to be on the lookout for both of those. Um, I actually wrote, I love that beer so much. I wrote, like, I moved to Chicago a few years back and they didn't have it. They didn't have any 21st Amendment in mm-hmm. Chicago and I was, like, livid because uh, I couldn't get it. And I ended up having, I ended up writing them this, like, <laughs> elaborate, like, love letter about this beer. And That's like, good. <laughs> I need you to distribute in Chicago. Like, please. And I wrote this like whole like kind of you know fake story about it like because um, it's it, on the on the um, can and on the box they have uh, Paul Revere riding a Harley which is so badass oh yeah and uh, I just wrote this whole thing about Paul Revere and like it just all this sh- and I ended up getting the a response like a few weeks later and it was from one of the owners' moms. Um, <laughs> How did you get this address? And what yeah, it was an email to their general inbox, oh, okay. so right, it right. wasn't like anything crazy. But it, I mean, it was a six-page email. I'm oh. sure. So they were like, "So, so they were like, what the hell is wrong with this guy?" But uh, yeah, they ended up. Um, uh, she she wrote back to me, and she was a very lovely lady. We had a wonderful um, kind of email pen pal conversation for a little while, and I hope she's doing well. Dated uh, for a bit. We went different ways. It was fine. Yeah, but and then they eventually got into Chicago, but not because of me. But I think I like to think I like. There's a little small part of me that 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 uh-huh. they said I got to get this guy back in black before he comes in like assassinate. <laughs> yeah, before he comes the first brewery shooter. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Well that is that is fantastic and if I'm honest a, a great way to wrap up the episode. Mm-hmm. Um Sean, thank you so much for being on. Anytime. Thank you for uh coming on. Hopefully you get uh the 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 millions of our listeners that uh we have will come and visit uh drafttop.com and uh definitely uh pick up pick up the product. I mean it's a nice wood Wood topped, like how did wood, you? Metal, everything. It's everything that you yeah. want in uh, in a in a in a bar tool because it, it should is be a, in Williams Sonoma is what it should be. Frank, are you nice. are you on the Williams and Sonoma take right now? Is that what it is? <laughs> are you sponsor? Are you selling sponsorships that we don't know about? <laughs> Listen, I got a new job. I didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> this, God, you're the worst. You're the absolute worst. Uh, but Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Is there anything, uh, that you want our listeners to know, uh, as we, as we wrap tonight? I think you pretty much nailed it. You know, you can find us at drafttop.com. Um, I answer all the emails, so you can shoot me an email at hello at drafttop.com and, uh, follow us on Instagram at just drafttop. We're in on Facebook as well. Every platform, just drafttop, plural or not plural. (laughs) See? See, it's you way got it in easier. My head now. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully, it did get into our listeners' heads as well. Uh, and Sean, thank you so much for coming on. Feel free if uh, you want to come back on again. Let us know. It was it was a pleasure having you having you with us. And uh, listeners, thank you for uh, tuning in again this week. Uh, it's always good to hear from you. So be sure to reach out to us on uh, iTunes because they basically have this. Uh, podcast review game on lockdown leave us a review tell us how we're doing 
on iTunes. Five stars only, please. And uh, make sure that uh, you reach out to us on our social media platforms, Twitter and Instagram, at NoBeerLeftCast. Tell us how we're doing. Tell us what you want to hear. Tell us what we should be drinking. Tell us what Frank should be thinking. And, uh, you know, thanks for being you guys. You do you really well. Keep it up. Uh, For Brian here in North Texas, until next time, I'm out. Um, Brian, I do appreciate five-star reviews, but we're not looking for participation. What was that? What was that? Participation trophies. Damn, son. (laughs) Uh, Man, just like totally. It wasn't even drinking a beer tonight. All right. Uh, For everybody out there, uh, well, first, thanks, Sean, for joining us. (laughs) Everybody out there, grab a draft top. For Frank in Austin, I'm out. Beer!